Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I first want to say thank you to everybody who has listened and who have written me about uh, how much they've gotten from the podcast episodes. I mean, that makes my heart so very happy. And today's content, my hope, will be just as valuable. I feel like everybody is uh, searching for ways to master their life. And uh, and that's one of the things that I, I try to teach people is how to, to master parts of their life, whether it's self-confidence or uh, making a mindset shift or being able to align vibrationally with everything that they want. Because really, the key to living life is to be vibrationally aligned with source. And, and I'm going to talk about that in another uh, episode, what it means to be out of alignment, what it means to be in alignment, how to get into alignment, because I encounter that a lot with my clients. But today I want to talk to you about something that has to do with um, emotional mastery. And uh, it, it's really all about what I call being the CEO of your life, the chief emotional officer. Um, I thought that was kind of cute little play on the, the CEO kind of theme. But um, I want you to imagine living your life every day knowing that every decision and action that you take brings you the joy and peace that you desire. Now, for most of you listening today, you're saying, oh, well, that would be lovely, but that ain't my life. But, but imagine it. Just take a few moments because I know, just like we all imagine winning the lottery and what we do with it, I want you to take a moment to indulge in this. Imagine having such an amazing life that you don't spend one moment thinking about what could go wrong or who you might disappoint or who might disappoint you or what you aren't experiencing in your life. Imagine having the eternal internal skill set, y'all, that you need to repel any unwanted emotion. Seriously, I want you to imagine that because it's very real and it's very possible. When I spoke uh, in my last episode about who's sitting at your emotional table, and if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to it because it is golden wisdom. I tell you, y'all, I use that strategy that I developed with so many of my clients and all of a sudden they feel liberation, like that you don't have to hate your feelings anymore. But when I talk to you about having this amazing life, and y'all have to pardon me, it's pollen season here in Georgia, so my throat gets a little scratchy. If, if you aren't living a life like this, where you live in your dream life, then you're really going to appreciate today's podcast episode because I'm going to share some really, really juicy stuff with y'all about how to become the chief emotional officer of your life, how to master your emotions. 
And I'm sure y'all have heard of, you know, the CFO, the chief financial officer of a company, right? Well, being the chief emotional officer of your life is aligned with the power, this powerful kind of corporate position. And it serves as both the accountant for your emotions and the emotional management system of your life. So you have to learn emotional mastery because if you don't, you're going to be ruled by your emotional reactions, not your emotional intellect. And those are two very different things. Emotional reactions, you know what they are. It's like you're not using your your head, you're just reacting and it's not responding. They're two different things too. When you respond, you're able to take pause. Okay. And you're able to incorporate all sorts of information about a situation and, and uh, respond in a way that serves the conversation versus just emotionally react, fly off the handle and all sorts of stuff. So when you use your emotional intellect, that's the pause. That's the response. You may feel all sorts of stuff, but you're not coming from that place of that gut, guttural reaction that gets so many people in trouble. And I want you to remember this saying, anything that costs you your peace is too expensive. And most of the time, your emotions, your reactions are going to cost you peace unless you practice particular emotions every single day. So to be in charge of anything in your life requires you to look at it with honest eyes and somewhat of a logical mind. You have to know what data you're dealing with, what your goals are, and then you have to identify the steps it's going to take for you to achieve your ultimate result. And this requires strategy and planning. Say again, chief emotional officer, you got to be aware of all of this stuff and you got to be able to see kind of like the forest through the trees, the bigger picture, you got to be in that bigger picture all the time. Okay. So today I'm going to talk with you about how you can become the chief emotional officer of your life. And that means that you're going to learn how to be in charge of what you choose to feel rather than letting outside forces kind of seemingly force you to feel certain ways y'all. And I, I'm going to tell you something too. Everybody is able says things like, well, they made me feel this way, or he said this, and I, I couldn't help but feel this way. I'm calling bullshit on that. And I'm going to tell you why, because I've been doing this for a very, very long time, been in practice 28 years. I've been working on myself for almost 50 years now, right? And I'm going to tell you, you choose how you feel every single freaking moment. So while I'm asking you to consciously work on developing this most important aspect of yourself, I'm also asking you to develop a deep, deep sense of awareness about how you feel as you become more emotionally competent. And I want you to remember that word too. This is emotional mastery, emotional competence, emotional intelligence. Okay. I work with so many people, y'all, who struggle to understand that happiness is never found outside of you. No amount of money, status, fame, material accumulation, or praise will ever fill you up if you don't know how to contribute to and manage your emotional stocks and bonds, so to speak. And, and by that, I mean your emotional reactions and triggers. People seek validation outside of themselves all the time. I've done it for most of my life, y'all, but it wasn't until I realized 
that I never felt it enough from others or anything outside of myself. I could never be filled up. And then I decided to change my strategy because that other one wasn't working. So once I realized that giving myself everything that I was seeking from others first, give it to me first instead of looking, looking to others, then my life changed, y'all. And once I was able to cultivate and practice the practice of making that my reality, my life began to mirror that delicious self-love in the form of fantastic relationships, amazing professional opportunities, and in general, a happier state of being every single day. So how do you exactly become the CEO of your life, the chief emotional officer of your life? Well, when I work with clients who give their power away, and that's really what we do, when we look to others to validate us, because that's the basis of why we look to everything outside of us uh, to give us what we think we need, we're looking for significance and, and validation, and we never get it. And, and if we get it, it may last for a moment, but it doesn't stay, y'all. So when I work with uh, clients who give their power away to people and circumstances to determine their worth and value, the very first thing that I ask them is, how's that working for you so far? Do you wake up feeling fulfilled every day by doing that? Or do you find yourself still seeking love, approval, and worth outside of yourself relentlessly? 100% of the time, clients tell me that they're not filled up and that there is, in fact, a significant deficit still. It's like a hunger that can't be satiated. And y'all, it never will be. And that's because no one and nothing outside of you can give you the sense of fulfillment and peace that you can. Nothing and no one, y'all. It sounds hokey, and you're probably saying, oh, Janice, please. I've heard this more times than I can count, but I just can't seem to believe it or figure out a way to, as you say, fill me up first. I don't know how. Well, you probably named somebody you know, either personally or in the news, somebody famous, who seems like they have their life together and they seem happy with fame and money and status and material wealth. But I bet you, if you ask them if they were truly happy and fulfilled on a regular basis, the majority of those people would say they weren't. There is always something going on outside of themselves that they let affect them. But with the strategies I'm about to teach you today, you're going to learn how to be happy with just you and only you and learn how to live a life unattached to anything outside of you. When I do this exercise with clients, I ask them to follow the following question. So it's kind of like uh, I just want to it's it's a multi-question process. All right. And I'm going to tell you each step. So step one, this is question one. And there's several that I ask and I'm going to let you know this is step one. This is step two. This is step three, step four, okay? So step one, does seeking love, approval, connection, belonging, worth, anything else from outside of yourself, is that really working for you? That's a pretty easy question to answer. Do you find yourself filled up when you look to your boss, your spouse, your friends, family members to be proud of you? Is your level of self-satisfaction from that purchase of expensive shoes, cars, jewelry, clothing, is it long-lasting? Or does it just 
fill you up in the moment, and then you're looking for the next high. Think about those questions. Step two. When the answer is no, now you know it's time for you to cultivate that feeling that you seek within you, that feeling of complete satiety, satiety, y'all, I can't speak today. I'm going to use a different word. That complete fullness which you seek, okay? If it's validation for your effort uh, or good work, then praise yourself. If it's love you seek, then give love to yourself every single day in every way that you are looking for someone else to give it to you. Buy yourself some flowers. Speak lovingly to yourself in the mirror. Do nice things for yourself that you would want your lover or best friend to do. If it's belonging, take yourself out and do some fun things and meet people with like-minded interests. If it's praise for a job well done, then take a moment of quiet reflection and tell yourself how proud you are of you and mean it. Don't blow this off, y'all. Don't say, Okay, well, I'm going to tell myself, I'm going to look in the mirror. I'm going to say, oh, Janice, you did a good job. Or you fill in your name, great job. And you're being sarcastic. Doesn't work that way. You got to mean it. So find ways, if you seek belonging, find ways to connect to others. If it's significance you seek, where you experience a sense of importance, go give your time, energy, and money to those in need. Trust me, there are plenty of those people out there. They don't have time to indulge in feelings of self-pity like you do. They're actually in need of the very things that you already have. So go give someone something who has less than you. Go be the one who gets out of your self-focused head and love on other people, giving your kindness without a price tag. You will not believe how filled up you get after doing something like that. I was uh, walking in the Costco parking lot the other day, and I was walking in between cars, and I saw this uh, uh, elderly lady trying to unload something from her trunk or putting something in a basket. And I was guided to go help her, and I went over there, and I said, uh, may I help you? And she said, no, nah, that's okay. I said, no, but really, may I help you? And she looked at me, she said, thank you so much. My back hurts me and I can't load this in the cart. And so I loaded it for her and she was so grateful. And I got such fulfillment out of that. A, I listened to my guidance. And B, I was able to uh, help this woman have some sort of relief. And it felt wonderful. Step three, build your bulletproof emotional armor. If you've ever worked out at a gym, you know that you have to, you have a baseline strength and then you build on that. You'll train certain parts of your body on certain days. Over time, your body will begin to respond by building muscle and losing fat. Building a bulletproof emotional armor means that no matter what happens, you've strengthened your emotional management muscle to the point that you are almost unaffected by people and circumstances. In other words, if you don't work out for a day or two, emotionally, right, your muscles, that muscle is still going to be strong. It takes time, effort, intention. And most of all, y'all, it requires patience. Patience with yourself. Step four, honor the times where you still emotionally react to others in circumstances that aren't positive. 
sometimes we can make decisions that go uh, into effect immediately, and others take time to cultivate after we've made them. Losing weight, changing our diet, developing a new exercise routine, learning new skills for a new job, involving ourselves in a new relationship, and a myriad of other things. You're going to mess up, and you're going to be reactive at certain points. I do it, even though I really try hard not to, but um, it's just still, that's a part of me, and I still have to work on that. Unless and until you've mastered your emotional maturity and emotional competence, by the way, they're the same things, you're going to still have these moments where, you know, you've kind of lost your mind and you let people get to you. They don't get to you, but you let them. So I suggest that you follow these four steps and begin to become the chief emotional officer of your life. Now give your power away to other people to uh, influence how you choose to live your life. If you have challenges doing that, seek somebody out, a counselor, a coach, a therapist to help you become unsnagged. Remember, anything you seek outside of yourself to make you happy won't. Period. End of story. And for example, like, you know, you go buy a new car, you go buy a new pair of shoes. That moment of, of uh, that high, that it will, it's, it only lasts a moment. That's it. It'll bring you short-term joy and it fades quickly. Anything that you seek outside of yourself to make you feel anything, a romantic relationship, a new job, money, weight loss, it will not create permanent happiness unless you practice it regularly, right? So like I said, weight loss, you got to be consistent. You got to eat right. You got to exercise. You got to be mindful of what you put in your body. Same thing, you know, if you're seeking things outside of yourself, no, it will never fill you up. They're all transient and dependent on their own set of circumstances to exist. And they're all existing outside of you. If you seek patience in others, cultivate it within yourself. There's a saying, uh, what, if you spot it, you got it. If, if, you, uh, if you are annoyed by somebody who get, is like pissy pants all the time, then that's something you got to work on in you because that's a nerve in you that you're pissy pants and you don't realize that. I use that word pissy pants because <laughs> when, when one of my nieces, when she was uh, coming up, growing up, uh, she's be a little pissy pants, uh, which she's going through her adolescence and young adulthood. <laughs> so sorry, y'all, I, I called her that. And we call her, called her that before. But I'm just saying, if you get all irritated so easily with somebody else, that's all you. If you seek love in others, cultivate it within yourself. If you seek abundance in any aspect of your life, cultivate it within yourself by having real and true feelings of gratitude for what you already have and what already exists for you in your dreams. You cannot have more of what you want if you don't appreciate what you got. That's just being greedy. And greed, woo, karma will come and kick your ass and take all sorts of stuff away from you. Greed doesn't work. Gratitude does. Whatever you seek outside of yourself will never fill you up. So please, please, please remember that. Always look within. Always turn the mirror on yourself. Only you can fill yourself up, sweetie. Now go get him, you amazing CEO. 
I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, and and if you haven't already, visit my uh, website, JaniceRCohen.com. Don't forget the R. And go ahead and sign up for the the uh, the report that I that I offer the three forces that shape your life. And feel free if you feel compelled to please hop on iTunes, leave a rating and review. I, I'm I'm looking at these reviews and I feel so so grateful and I'm so happy that any part of what I do helps you. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 